The rhetoric currencies investors are accustomed to following comes from central banks and is usually about monetary policy. Not so this week, when fire and fury replaced hawks and doves at the forefront of the dealing room agenda, escalating tension between Washington and North Korea and rising chances of a nuclear standoff between their militaries brought out the haven appeal of the Swiss franc and the yen. I'm Michael Hunter and this is Hard Currency, the FT's weekly podcast on the world's biggest and deepest market. And joining me to put that price action into context is Lee Hardman, currency strategist at MUFG. Lee, you're very welcome. We saw the biggest gain for the Swiss franc since it lost its dollar peg, but it was only a nine-day strong point in dollar terms at the height of all of the tensions with the US and North Korea. What did you make of all of that? Well, I certainly think the uh, the sharp move higher for the Swiss franc was um, likely reinforced by short-term positioning. Um, I thought the trend really before the um, the, the recent uh, developments with North Korea was that we had seen uh, the market increasingly uh, looking to chase the uh, the Swiss franc uh, lower. So I think going into uh, the developments this week, the market was was caught um, short uh, the Swiss franc, and I think that that certainly had. Uh, reinforce the, uh, the 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 move higher. So, without that run-in, without that positioning that we saw ahead of these surprise events, maybe we wouldn't even have had so much of a reaction. It struck me um, that traders and dealers were pretty calm. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think generally looking at um, broader financial market uh, developments on the day, the market has taken it largely in its in stride. We did see a little bit of a kind of position shakeout across the board in FX, where uh, the dollar, obviously, over the last couple of months was, was has been heavily over, oversold. So we did see the dollar bounce back a bit yesterday, but um, it wasn't really able to kind of build on, on those gains. So I think overall at this stage, the market is still kind of of the view that um, unless we kind of move closer to, to conflict, then um, the, the, the market's likely to, to continue to see this as mainly just a, a risk event. And of course, there was a bigger milestone for the Swiss franc against the euro, wasn't there? Um, there's a bit of a monetary policy differential there. Was was that reaction showing us that those monetary policy hawks and doves, that those considerations we referred to earlier, are still very much in play? Yeah, I think certainly the um, the recent story of the Swiss franc, which has caught the market by surprise, has been that it, that the weakness has has accelerated again. Um, obviously, euro Swiss. For the last year or so, he's been trading in a very narrow range between uh, 106 and 112, and we did recently break out the top of that range, which I think certainly prompted the market to try and um, chase the uh, the move higher um, for, for Euro-Swiss. There wasn't to us no obvious kind of clear catalyst why we saw that recent break higher. I think most likely it's more a, a kind of a cumulative impact, really, of the, the positive developments that we've seen in the Eurozone so far this year, uh, namely... Obviously, political risk in Europe has has diminished uh, following the elections in the Netherlands and France earlier this year. The market's also starting to buy more into the strengthening economic recovery uh, in the eurozone. And on top of that as well, we've also had the ECB gradually signalling to the market that they're going to shift to uh, to a tighter policy stance. So all of that kind of has gradually starting to feed through and encourage a um, a, a weaker Swiss franc relative to, to the euro. So I think to us, the move higher in Eurosource probably mostly is kind of to do with the broad-based move higher that we have seen in the euro rather than anything kind of 
uh, more Swiss rank related. So again, we're looking at more of a flurry around these existing tra- uh, trends with geopolitics intruding a little rather than a real game changer with with all of this kind of move. Uh, yeah, I think at this stage, um, it makes sense to us to, to see this as more kind of a, a temporary event. But clearly, at the same time, obviously, the, the situation between the US and, and North Korea is is escalating. Um, so it's, it's hard to completely... Uh, ignore it i think it's it, it, it's 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 one of those risk factors which which will remain on table over over the next uh next six to 12 months and the south korean one itself was also falling into the same kind of category wasn't it we did see a, a weakening of over one percent on the day but that took it off a, a 13 week high so again just before we leave this particular part of the market action this week that plays into the theory that although there was obviously some concern what's been happening, we've seen a measured and steady response even on assets based and heavily rooted in Seoul. Yeah, I think the general view still that the US is, is going to go down the diplomatic route to exhaust all options in that front before potentially taking potentially having to, to, to act more on, on the military side. So I think as long as that still remains the base case scenario then it's it's difficult to see how this the situation kind of escalates further from from this point okay did you notice anything unusual with volumes around the news flow well certainly i think we did seek obviously an initial kind of flurry of, of action um at the start of, of the european uh trading session uh, it was that's very much where kind of the initial moves came through then more of a kind of broader kind of stabilization really uh, since then in the, in the market excellent lee thanks for that so we shall leave matters of conflict and matters of fire and fury which is of course donald trump's threat in terms of retaliation he'd make against north korea if there was any attack on u.s territory um for matters we're more accustomed to dealing with those hawks and doves we've got Despite the reputation of August for being a quiet month, a whole load of central bank minutes due out next week. Uh, the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, even the Reserve Bank of Australia, let's not forget them. Um, monetary policy very much coming back front and centre as a result of that, perhaps with those low volumes in August. What's the main thing we should be looking for next week, do you think, Lee? I think certainly, obviously, the Fed policy outlook is always key for the broader uh, FX market performance. Obviously, right now the market is very kind of comfortable with the view that the Fed is not in a rush to to raise rates uh, anytime soon. Um, the market's kind of thinking that the Fed may even delay raising rates until until next year. Now, so we'll be watching closely those minutes to see if the Fed is is basically still kind of very, becoming more dovish, uh, displaying more concern over over low inflation. And if that is the case, then that should obviously keep in place the the current weaker uh, dollar trading environment because the dollar's taken a real proper battering i mean we can overuse words like battering and such and turmoil even but i mean it really has been a battering for the dollar in 2017 hasn't it that's right it's it's clearly had a, a significant uh sell-off so far this year obviously to start with it was more a case of the market kind of push pulling back kind of over optimism to do with uh, trump's policies and then that kind of spread into a kind of broader story where the market was kind of giving more weight to the uh, economic recovery outside of the US. And more recently as well, it's also morphed into increased or building expectations that other major central banks will begin to consider following the Fed in, in raising rates. So the overall dynamic is is, is clearly moving uh, in a more negative direction for the dollar. 
I suppose one maybe chink of light for the dollar in the very near term is, like I said earlier, it, it obviously has been um, heavily oversold, particularly over the last uh, month or so. So we, I think over the last week, we, we are seeing some tentative signs and maybe that the, that the market is, is trying to form a, a corrective of rebound. But ultimately, uh, we, we doubt that can be kind of sustained for, for long. There's no no real kind of strong fundamental justification right now for, for the dollar to, to sustain a, a, a stronger levels going forward. Dollar buys very thin on the ground. Meanwhile, the euro can't get enough. People, traders can't get enough of the euro, can they? We've got those ECB minutes coming up as well. Even though the European Central Bank is behind the Fed in terms of where it is with its rate tightening cycle, looking to just reduce the amount of stimulus it's spending every month, there's still some slack to catch up, isn't there? There And at the moment, it looks as though the euro is eyeing a pretty uninterrupted rally. With the minutes coming out from the last uh, governing council meeting what's the key thing we should be keeping an eye out for there um obviously from a, a currency perspective um it was interesting obviously at the last meeting that draghi said that the strength of the euro did receive some attention at the last meeting so we'll be looking at the minutes to see if that has been um kind of if there's any further guidance on on that front obviously the general take in the market was that draghi he could have could have issued a stronger kind of uh, pushback against euro strength but he didn't go that far so will the minutes kind of kind of strengthen that message obviously the euro has has strengthened since the since the meeting so could be a bit of sensitivity there but i think our take at this point in time is that obviously the the ecb is likely to become more concerned over euro strength but they, they obviously have to be kind of careful in terms of when they choose to uh, to to issue issue concerns Excellent. so much for the reputation of August as being a quiet month. Uh, with that, it's the end of our time. Thanks to Lee Hardman of MUFG for being our guide this week. Hard Currency will be back again next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can track all the biggest developments at ft.com slash markets and, of course, at FastFT.